It is uh, 7.08 on your Monday evening. We are ready to roll. I hope you are as well. It is a call-in show, of course, and the phone lines are already cracked open and ready to go. 416-870-6400, star 640. On your cell, we talk about employment law here every Monday night and the workplace and everything under that uh, rather large umbrella. This time of year, Lior, you've mentioned that people and companies mm, sometimes gun-shy to let people go, but it does happen. I know there's a few things you want to uh, get off your chest as far as the week that was. We're going to talk about independent contractors. Are you one? Are you not? We'll uh, get rid of those rumors and hopefully move over to some uh, emails as well. Help at employmenthour.com. But like I said, lines are open. You're going to call. Feel free to uh, have a chit-chat with us and get some answers. What's uh, what's going on with you, pal? Well, John, uh, as I said, or as you said, usually this time of year, not so many changes happen in the workplace. It's the end of the year. But guess what? January is ah. just around the corner. And in January, a lot of changes happen, uh, you know, restructuring, cost cutting, uh, whatever you, you want to call it, which may mean you are facing some changes to your job. So you got to be prepared for it. So you want to tune into what we talk about on this show and every show so that if something happens, you know what to do. You know what your rights are and your options are. So uh, we, we talk about everything to do with your job here, from losing your job to getting a job mm-hmm. to being mistreated, the discriminated against, a boss is giving you a bad performance. We talk about all those things. So call us right now if you have any questions about your situation if you've always wondered about something well no need to wonder anymore just give us a call and john i always like to start off with uh, some stories some things that came across my desk uh, over the past few days so first situation again end of the year uh, i spoke with a gentleman who every year gets a bonus and in fact for the past five years it was about 25 percent of his salary wow, bonus nice. very nice bonus yeah. and and he could set his watch to it right in january he'd be getting this bonus uh, and of course, he counted on it. Uh, Clark Griswold. That's him. Putting exactly. in the pool. Putting in the pool. Well, he recently <laughs> found out now in December that uh, this year the company says he's not going to get the bonus. They're not paying a bonus. Uh, so uh, he's he was very upset. Obviously, he counted on that as part of his compensation. And he called me and he wanted to know can they do that? The company is saying it's discretionary and mm-hmm. we decided not to pay it this year. Uh, so what gives? Well, here's the thing, John. If the company pays the bonus every year, and it's pretty much the same amount every year, it's not discretionary. It's income. It becomes a term of employment. It's Mm -hmm. income. It's exactly what it is. They can't pay it every year and every year and every year and then say, no, no, we don't have to. It's discretionary. So what does this mean? Because it's become part of his income, because it becomes part of of his employment, the fact that they have now reduced it or or eliminated it, at least this year, becomes a constructive dismissal. It would be no different than if they told him, we're giving you a 25% pay cut. Right. So because of that, I told him, your options are as follows. You can continue working. You don't get the bonus and, and, and you move forward, or you treat this as a constructive dismissal and you leave with your full severance. And this person's been there a total of about 10 years. He could be looking at a year's pay. So I wanted to bring this up here because you may find that uh, situation where your boss decides not to pay a bonus that usually is paid or to reduce the bonus or to change the bonus terms. Right. Those types of changes could and often do result in a constructive dismissal when it's part of your compensation. Don't assume that just because your employer says it's uh, discretionary, that it is discretionary. If you always get it, it's the term of your employment, and your employer cannot change it. Should have the employer way back when to cover its own hide had put something in an agreement saying, you know, there is bonuses time to time, but it's up to the discretion of the company. You know, oftentimes employers do that, but they still can't get around the fact that if they pay it every year, well, then it's not discretionary, even if an employment agreement says that it is. Now, if some years they pay it, some years they don't, some years it's 5%, some years it's 20%, then clearly it is discretionary. 
But if every year it's the same amount at the same time, it's a term of employment. It's not discretionary. 416-870-6400-640 on your cell. This is a number to call. Tom, your first one up. How are you, pal? Not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, quick question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been let go. Uh, been in touch with, uh, with, a, with a lawyer. Uh, I did not sign the agreement uh, with, the, with my former employer. They asked me to sign within seven days. And now they've issued, I guess, what they say, what, what, what I'm entitled to. What's the next step? Sorry, they've issued what exactly? Well, they've paid out like they paid out what they feel what the uh, right, the, uh, right, whatever I'm entitled to. What they what run the ministry guidelines or what I'm entitled to. Well, let's uh, then kind of take a step back and let's actually talk about what you're actually owed. So, how long have you worked for this company? One year. One year. And what kind of a job, Tom? And how old are you? Sixty-two. I was I was a, a sanitation supervisor. Okay, so supervisor. You had people that uh, maybe reported to you. Absolutely, reported directly and indirectly. Okay. Well, uh, and someone in your situation would look would be looking at right around four months' pay. Could even be a bit higher, five months of pay. Now, uh, and I'm assuming they paid you two weeks. Yes. Okay. By it sounds, yes. I also, uh, for for one whatever reason, I was off on disability for a while. Oh. Not through the company, but through I had to go off and dis on, on off due to stress leave. And they paid me when they issued an ROE, so I've had to repay that money back as well. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Uh, obviously, you're owed a lot more than what they've paid you. So right. the, the step usually is, is very simple, is to engage the company in a, in a discussion, in a negotiation. The way I do it, I would send the company a demand letter. I would say, here's what you've offered. Here's why that's not adequate. And here's what I think is right. In doing that, between us boys here, I'll tell you that I would ask for a bit more than what I think you should be getting to give ourselves some room to negotiate. And ask for a response. And usually we go back and forth a few times, resolve it, and we move on. It's not more complicated than that. Uh, have you done anything on that front already? Well, I actually, John Pincus is looking after me. Ah, oh, well, Johnny. Good old nice. Johnny. So you're, you're in fabulous hands. For our listeners there, John uh, works with me at my firm, terrific lawyer. So, right. so we're going to get it resolved. I'm, uh, if, uh, if you're with John or anyone at my shop, you, you're, you're in good hands, my friend. Well, I appreciate. No, I appreciate. I, I actually talked to you a couple of years ago, and I wish I would have dealt with you a couple of years ago. Hmm. But unfortunately, anyhow. But they, yes, I, I understand the process. I was just kind of surprised when I went to my account and I see also I've got paid. Okay, now what do I do? But so, so just so you know, the money that they've paid you, you can absolutely use. You don't have to give it back. That doesn't impact anything. The fact that you take the money that they paid you does not compromise your case in any way. All right. Thanks very much. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Pink, where is he tonight? I don't know where There's he is. There's an empty microphone yeah. right here. John, I don't if you see can him. hear us, uh, come over to the studio. <laughs> Again, that's what we do. That's the advice you get. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell uh, before we move on to uh, Danny. So what else did you have going on? You want to talk about something else? I spoke with uh, a young lady that found herself in a very uncomfortable situation um, over the past uh, couple of months. Uh, her her di- direct boss has started, uh, you know, treating her in an overly friendly mm-hmm. way. Right, gotcha. He even asked her out a few times. She rejected, and and you know he kept doing that, making comments about how she looks, making her very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. And yep. She's a young lady. He's an older guy, and and you know obviously someone that has no common sense. This guy in terms of what's appropriate or inappropriate. And I told her that this is harassment and arguably sexual harassment. You shouldn't have to put up with that in the workplace. So she and I are talking uh, as to whether she wants to pursue this. This could also be, by the way, a constructive dismissal. Mm-hmm. If you're in a situation where you're being uh, put in, uh, it made it uncomfortable at work, whether it's for sexual reasons or otherwise, 
you don't have to take that. You can leave potentially with severance. So I'm talking to her about pursuing that as as a constructive dismissal. And, and I want everyone to understand and remember that these types of behaviors are inappropriate in the workplace. There's no excuse for that. And if you are, uh, if you do find yourself in that situation, it could be a human rights violation, a constructive dismissal. You want to reach out to me as soon as possible. By the way, that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com as well. Back over the phones, uh, Danny. Thanks for hanging on, pal. How are you? Hi, good. How are you doing? Good. What's going on with you? I'm just wondering if if you're offered a severance package, you're told you're going to get it on a certain date, and you, you prefer not to get it on the date, and you don't sign the package. Um, can they impose that package onto you on that specific date that they want? Well, for, there's a couple of things there. First of all, if they offered you a package and you didn't sign it, they're not going to pay you that package, right? Because it was an offer you which you didn't accept. Okay. But but here's the thing. Uh, one of the considerations may be, especially now at the end of the year, if you're going to get your severance, you may want it in, in the new year rather than now for tax reasons, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. So so that's something that we would negotiate. It's, it's as simple as that. As part, you know, If the offer is otherwise acceptable, I would say to the company, I'll accept it, but I want you to pay it on January 1 instead of now. That shouldn't be a problem. The main thing, Danny, is to understand whether what they, they're paying you is the correct amount. Right. Uh, so do you, you want to talk about that a bit, Danny? You want me to give you some sense as to what they're, whether what they're offering you is adequate? Um, I, I have no information on that right now. Okay. So if, if and when they offer you something, reach out to me. Let's talk about what they're, what they're offering and whether it's appropriate. And certainly it would not be a problem to have that deferred to the new year. Okay. Awesome. Good Thanks, Danny. Thank Thanks, Danny. Appreciate that. Again, one 821 5900 is the number you want to reach out to when you uh, find out exactly what you have been offered. Uh, Jay, good evening. Hi, how's it going? Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on with you tonight? Uh, so I got off parental leave, and my company got bought out while I was off. And now they're letting me know that in January they're going to disband the team that I supervise, and they want me to take on a different role. So my big concern is that the role that they want me to take is – different than what I do, but for a layman, it might not seem all that different. So I don't know if it's a constructive dismissal or not. So what, what's the biggest issue, the biggest change with this new role that, that uh, you have? So for what I do, uh, I handle mostly people problems uh, and supervise that way. I handle like, coordination and stuff. Uh, the new role would have me doing a lot of financial and resource allocation and stuff like that that I don't handle currently. And honestly, if I took that on, I don't even know if they would want to keep me employed long. And is it fair to say it's not what you want to be doing with your job, with your career? Is is that fair? It'd be a huge step down for me. Okay. Well, then in that situation, yeah, it would be a constructive dismissal. Again, not necessarily from a a compensation or even a prestige thing. It's just a different role. It's not what you signed up for. It's not what you want to be doing. It's not something you would have accepted, you know, if you were offered that when you first took on the job. So, yes, that that would be a constructive dismissal, which means if they do impose this, if you can't agree with them on something else that makes sense for you, you may be, be, uh, may be able to leave with compensation. Now, uh, Jay, how long have you worked there for? Uh, I've been with them for uh, almost two years, uh, and they pay me a salary plus a bonus. And I'm also not sure if I would be entitled to a bonus if I asked to be so generally speaking, with respect to a bonus, all uh, components of your compensation have to be included. So salary, bonus, benefits, car allowance, etc., everything that you would have received. So, and Jay, how old are you? I'm 31. 
So you may be looking at a right around four months of pay, give or take, uh, you know, uh, is what you'd be owed in that situation. Now, before you tell them, that's it, I'm out of here, I want to talk to you off air. I want to see a copy of your employment agreement. If you signed one when you started there, I want to find out a bit more about your current role and the new role. Uh, but if you're asking me, if, if, could this be a constructive dismissal? The answer to that is absolutely yes. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Jay, appreciate your call and reach out again. Uh, keep contact going, one 821 5900 Do you find that a lot of employers, for the most part, just assume you're going to take that role? In fact, they're not doing anything wrong by offering that to you? Yeah, a lot of employers think that, oh, it's not a big deal. Right. Or they may think differently. They think, well, it's my workplace. I'm the boss. You can ah. do, you can, you'll do whatever I tell you. And, and forgetting that, well, no, not so fast. Uh, the law does have a say here. It's just because you're the boss does not mean you can make the employee do whatever it is that you want them to do. 416-870-6400-640 on your cell. Lines are open. Taking more of your calls. Feel free to come in and ask your questions as well. We'd love to have you. Star 640 on your cell as well. Lots more of the Employment Hour is on the way on Global News Radio. 723 on your Monday evening, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale to call in, ask your questions about your job, your employment, your boss, your workplace. We covered all here and have been for close to seven years on this show. We'll get right back to another call. Hey, John, thanks for hanging in. How are you? Very good. Good. What's your concern, pal? Uh, when I got hired approximately three and a half years ago for a uh, construction uh, firm, I was hired uh, to be a float operator. Uh, move equipment around. Now, up until approximately after two years into it, uh, they decided to buy um, hire a, a lead hand to take care of the trucks. And when he came in, he de- basically stepped into the role of uh, as a float operator, and I got pushed out uh, to just basically uh, driving a, a dump truck without pulling the, uh, the trailer. So for the last year and a half, I've been running a dump truck, which uh, is fine. Uh, my still stood at state of my uh, uh, same wages, but they keep hinting to me that, okay, we want you to take this, uh, take the float and go do this and go go pick up the, the following equipment. But under the circumstances that I know the other person is being paid a lot more money than me, because uh, they wanted somebody to deploy it on a regular basis all the time. Now, when they come to me like uh, and tell me that I have to float, if I refuse, is that becomes conflict of uh, well, in whatever the terms are. Well, well John, if right to- if they're trying to change the terms of employment, if they're asking you to do something that otherwise you wouldn't be doing, you know, working different hours, et cetera, or, or, or doing different jobs, you, you may well be in a position to say no. And if they do it anyway, that could be a constructive dismissal. In other words, there's no way to physically stop them from doing something. The only thing that can be done if they implement some change or put you in a difficult and an uncomfortable situation is you could potentially treat that as a termination and and leave with severance, and that could be a few months' pay. So, you know, when a company does something wrong, the instinct is always, let's stop them from doing that. We can't actually physically stop them, uh, but if they're going to put you in a situation where they insist you do this, uh, I want you to call me. I want you to call me before you quit. I want you to call me uh, before you get into a big argument with them, because I want to talk specifically with you about your situation, and, and we can discuss whether it makes sense to pursue this as a constructive dismissal. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense because it's the lead hand that they brought in for the truck uh, truck driving that they're basically saying is in the authority position now, not not the manager that hired right. me. And he's he's, uh, he's he's trying to bark out orders that, um, that aren't making sense to any of us, all drivers, because um, an example was like on Friday, they wanted us to go from um, downtown Toronto to Mount Albert and back by 3 o'clock, and the time was 1.20 in the afternoon, <laughs> which on oh. the Don Valley parking lot alone, yep. trying to get there by to their, to Mount Albert by 3 o'clock alone, let alone getting back again, is impossible. It, it does so, sound like uh, they're being uh, unreasonable with you. So if you get to a point where, you know, you've kind of had it or to a point where they're asking you to do something that's completely kind of off the wall, then give me a call. Let's talk about whether it makes sense to, to look at it as a constructive dismissal. Appreciate the call. John, safe travels at number 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmenthour.com. For you to call in as well, still have plenty of time till uh, close to 8 o'clock, around 10 to 416 870 star 640 on sale. I mentioned independent contractors. We talk about this all the time. Uh, people call themselves independent contractors. So we really should discuss... Um, Independent contractor, who really is one and who isn't one, basically, is what we want to talk about. Because people think, oh, I've been an independent contractor for 30 years with the same company. And if you think about it, John, it's it's it seems very obvious. Like, wait, no, no, I, I'm taxed as an independent contractor. Right. I signed a paper saying I'm an independent contractor. The company says I'm an independent contractor. Then what else is there? Clearly, I'm an independent contractor. And, and who can tell me otherwise? Well, not so fast, not even close. Let, let's start off with the idea, the notion that that you calling yourself an independent contractor is irrelevant. What the company calls you is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. How you pay your taxes, whether you have a company. Uh, own a business. Own a business. None of that actually matters, okay? It's a it's substance over form. We're going to talk about what actually does make you an independent contractor. But in, in, in talking about that, I want you to keep in mind this idea. Do you look like an employee? Do you act like an employee? If you do, then you're an employee. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. Uh, so tune in here because so many people are misclassified as independent contractors, believe that they are, and believe that because of that they don't have any rights when in fact they have all the rights that an employee would. Okay, first step, you have to be operating a business. Right. So who is actually an independent contractor? An independent contractor is someone that's self-employed. They have their own business. And I don't mean that they've incorporated a company. Anyone can incorporate yeah. a company. You know, 200 bucks, you've incorporated it, done. You're actually running a business. You're, you're in the business of, of uh, doing the services that you're providing. So you, you have expenses that you're managing. You have accounts receivable, accounts payable. You're actually running a business. So, you know, I always like to talk about a plumber. Mm-hmm. The plumber that's coming to your house to fix your, your leaky uh, faucet is in the business of plumbing. He's a business person, right? And, and that plumber manages that business, goes through their customers, has to manage his schedule, uh, has to manage expenses, because if not, then he won't make any money. Right. Uh, he's not going somewhere working nine to five. So if you're actually running a business, managing a business, you may well be an independent contractor. If you simply go to a company and do a job and then go home, no, you're probably an employee of that company. Uh, so remember, if you run a business, independent contractor. How about this one? They work under a fixed duration agreement subject to renewal. That's right. So usually an independent contractor is not, uh, uh, sorry, an, an, yeah, an independent contractor is not someone that works indefinitely. 
they work on a contract for a specific period of time. So I hired this person for a week, two weeks, three months, and maybe there's an option to renew it, mm-hmm. but an independent contractor is not someone that's being hired indefinitely. That's why I always laugh when someone says, oh yeah, I've been an independent contractor for 14 years. No, you haven't. Yeah. If you work somewhere for 14 years or four years for that matter, you are an employee of that company because an independent contractor usually works for a limited period of time and for a fixed period of time. To be an independent contractor, more of those coming up. I want to bounce over to the uh, the phones in the meantime. Debbie, how are you? Good, good. How are you? Good. What's, uh, what's going on in your world? So um, my daughter went away on vacation and um, she came back and returned to work on November 29th. And they gave her a termination letter effective November 29th. So they brought her in all day. They had her working all day. And then up to just before her shift was ending, they gave her a termination uh, letter um, saying that, you know, her position has been closed um, as of that day. So in the letter, they said that her salary would continue, um, which consists of two weeks of termination pay in lieu of notice. All her benefits in which she's currently enrolled will be continued for the same period of the time. And then payment of any accrued vacation pay as of the date of termination. And then, um, so I'm just curious, um, is this accurate? Is she, is she entitled to more than two weeks of pay, of termina- termination pay? So Debbie, how long has your daughter worked there? She started working in March of 2018. So she's been there for just under a year, I guess, nine just months or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And what kind of a job? Um, she works for the, um, the uh, treadmill factory as a service coordinator. Okay, okay, and how old is your daughter? She's 26. So, uh, you know, the main factors are age, position, and length of employment. Obviously your daughter, you know, is, she's a young person. She, she hasn't been there for long, and it's, it's not a senior position. Someone mm-hmm. in her situation would probably be looking at about four weeks pay, okay? Four weeks, okay. so one month. So she, okay. is, she is owed more, uh, and if she'd like our help, let me know, and she can contact us at the office. I'll have her speak with one of my colleagues who's a paralegal, and, and we can send a letter on her behalf and negotiate more. And a lot of people believe, John and, and, and mm-hmm. Debbie, that short-service employees get very little. Well, here, even though she worked for eight months, she could easily be owed a month's pay. And you know, if she was 46, for example, instead of 26, it would be probably three months' pay. Right. Okay. So uh, if she'd like to, I'd be more than happy to connect her with one of my colleagues and help her get uh, the severance that she's owed. Okay, and, and sure. So what is that number? I'll give it to you right now, Debbie. It's a one. Pardon me, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, and help at employmenthour.com. Still have time for you as well to call through. You want to ask your questions? It's call in show four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell. And back to what it takes to become a, or at least be a real independent contractor. Uh, next one, have flexible work hours, right? That's right. So yeah. an independent contractor is not someone that's required to work 9 to 5, 10 to 4, whatever fixed amount. An independent contractor is someone that by definition has control over his or her hours. Again, works. the plumber. Exactly, the yep. plumber. The plumber's going to tell you when he's going to be available. That's right. And he's going to tell you how long it's going to take to fix the, the problem. Right. You're not going to tell plumber, you're going to come to my house at 9 and you're going to work on my plumbing issue till 5, leave and come back the next morning 9 to 5. That would be absurd, right? So an independent contractor has control over the hours, has flexible hours. They usually set the hours. Uh, so again, someone that's not an independent contractor, an employee has to do what the company says. You're going to come here at the time that we tell you to come. You're going to work the hours that we tell you. You don't have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. So flexibility, independent contractor. No flexibility, likely you are an employee. Getting back to it, Larry, thanks for calling in. How are you? 
Good. Thanks for taking my call. So no worries. Quickly. What's going on? Okay, I got a question for you yeah. um, guys there. Um, if you are a writer and you work for a company and you write press releases and you work in the communications department, um, and this is the scenario uh, where you write stuff, but you have a whole bunch of contributors contributing stuff to the organization, um, and you use some of that information knowing full well that it was okay, putting it into a speech and then getting terminated for quote-unquote plagiarism, whereas it is it's okay to be using that information in, in a speech. Would that, would that be grounds for, for termination, or is there something that, it, that the employee is owed? So, Larry, when you say it's okay, you mean, you mean it's common practice? Yes, and now I, sh- I should preface this by saying that it, it, it is kind of common practice that it, this is a, uh, it's like an advocacy advocacy group or um, a labor union of some sort um, where they have a whole bunch of different organizations within that one organization. So, so here's the thing, Larry. I mean, it, it comes down to whether or not this is actually plagiarism, if it's actually wrong, or if it's one of those things that everyone does, it's accepted in the, in the industry. If it's one of those things that everyone kind of does and no one has a problem with, well, the company can't say one day, now we have a problem with it. Now we're going to let you go for cause. On the other hand, if it's something that's considered unacceptable and, and the employee does it, I can see why the employer would be upset, and I could see that being cause. So it really comes down to whether it is, as you said, okay. If it's okay to do this, then of course that's not appropriate to let the person go, and that person would be owed full severance and potentially more. But uh, So again, if, if you want to talk about your specific situation, or, or you or whoever it is you're calling on behalf of, I'd want to speak to you and I'd want to find out more about you know, what actually happened here, who else does these things, how common it is. And on that basis, I can tell you whether it's appropriate or not. But it comes down to whether or not the person did something that's actually wrong. Yeah, I, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I think it more or less comes down to whether they like you or not. Um, and if they don't, if it, at this point, if they don't like you, they'll find any reason to let you go. And then, well, so Larry, remember that. though, the company can always let someone go. It's a question of can they let them go for cause. And the reason why that's important is if you're let go for cause, you don't get severance. Whereas otherwise, you let you're let go, you get severance. So they can say today is Monday, so I'm going to let you go. That's silly, but they could do that as long as they pay severance. So it's not a question so much of can they let me go. It's a question is can they let me go without severance? And for them to do that, they would have had to show that the employee did something very, very bad. Right. No, and they did. They paid severance. They paid eight weeks um, as well as any other back overtime pay. So, I mean, it was there was ample severance. Well, hold on. No, 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 not so fast. Ample severance. How, How many years of service are we talking about? A year and a half, so not very long. Okay, a year and a half, and uh, how old uh, is this for you or whoever you're calling? How, how old is the person? person was 35 at, at that time. So then you know what? They probably would have been old maybe three months, but two months is not that bad. So, yeah, they can let someone go without uh, uh, with severance, and if they've done that, ultimately, uh, they would have complied with their legal obligations. Appreciate your time, Larry. Uh, we'll move on to Keith. Hey, Keith, good evening. How are you? I'm well, and you? Good. What's going on with you? Um, I worked for a contractor, I guess it was 2010 to about 2013, and I was invoicing him as if I was independent. And at the beginning of 2014, he requested that I become an employee, a full-time employee. So I did, and I was getting my T4 slips. And then last year at this time, he was having an issue getting a permit for one of our jobs. 
he said in the new year he would call me as soon as that permit came in. Well, that permit came in sometime in March. I've never received a call. And I've tried to call him. He won't return my calls. And he just basically, through the grapevine, has told people, I don't owe him anything. He's, <laughs> and he didn't fire me. He didn't dismiss me. He, he Nothing. Just radio silence. Yes. Yeah. And you started there in 2010? That, uh, yes. And so, then, like I said, I became his employee 2013. Well, you know, I have I have news. You probably, in the eyes of the law, were considered an employee all the way back in 2010. I understand that he treated you as a as a contractor and then an employee, but the law, as you know, we've been talking on the show already, uh, yes. would make that determination. You probably were an employee all along. So here's the thing: uh, he, what you've described is a termination. It's it's it, it, it yes. does it can't be anything else, which means you're out severance. So eight years of service. And what kind of a job, Keith, and, and how old are you? I'm 54, and it's renovations. Uh, he's a he's a contractor, and I did uh, home renovations for him. So you're probably you're probably looking at about a month per year of service, eight, maybe even nine months of pay is what you'd be owed. So not only are you owed, you're owed a significant amount. Now, that's the bad news. The good news is this should be fairly simple to resolve. It could be and should be only a letter from me. So, Keith, uh, now that you know what I've just told you, give me a call off air or email me. Let's you and I connect and let me help you get what you're owed. This is not going to be complicated. Of course he owes you money uh, and there's no possibility, zero, unless he's bankrupt or the company's bankrupt. There's otherwise no possibility for him to do this without paying you. All right. That's what I figured and I've, I've called. I've done some due diligence and I just keep on running into roadblocks as soon as construction is mentioned. Until now. Until now, but uh, yep. you've called you've called the, the right place, so let's you and I connect as soon as possible, and let's get this done. Keith, I'll give it to you as well, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmenthour.com. You still have time to call in here, get your questions on the air. That's how it works. That was a good call for Keith tonight, for sure, for you as well, 416-870-6400, star 640. On your cell, moving on to uh, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Good, pal. What's up? Um, I work for a company and I, I was a senior manager it was the owner and then me um and he withheld two thousand dollars because of holidays like that the company was closed like a religious holiday um and i said hey like you know i'm a salaried employee where's my money he says it doesn't work that way so i gave him the keys in my truck and left i worked with this guy for three years i'm just wondering am i entitled to severance or because like i left am i am i out of luck so in, in a situation where you leave because the company does something wrong, that uh, that's not a resignation. That's a constructive dismissal. In other words, if, if the company is doing something to make you leave, owing you money, treating you badly, whatever it is, that's a constructive dismissal. So you may well be owed compensation. Now, when you left, were you off work for a while or did you find a position right away? Uh, I've been off work. And, and how long did you end up working or were you working there for? I was working there for three years. Three years. And, and how old are you, Joe? I'm 31. So someone in your situation, probably about uh, four months of pay is what you'd be owed, okay? So obviously a, a quite a quite a substantial amount. So again, as I was telling the previous caller, uh, now the next step is to reach out to me so we can actually connect and I can help you get what you're owed. But yeah, if you call, if you leave, you and anyone out there listening to us, if you leave your job because your boss did something wrong, uh, they owe you money, they mistreated you, uh, they, they refuse to do something they're supposed to, that actually may not be a resignation. That may be a constructive dismissal. So, Joe, let's let's connect as soon as possible. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate that. one 821 5900 is the number. Moving on to uh, to Steve. Hey, Steve, good evening. 
Hi, good evening. Uh, I'll try not to take up too much time here. Um, my son just recently quit his job, and maybe you just uh, answered my question with the previous caller. Um, he was put in a position where he was told to basically lie um, to a fire inspector at a, at a property that uh, he was there to uh, clean. Um, the superintendent actually sh uh, shut the, uh, the fire alarms down, apparently, and uh, wasn't supposed to. Uh, so a long story short, uh, my son uh, was told that this, this issue uh, would possibly go, have to go to court. Um, and uh, he was scared and ended up quitting his job. So I'm just wondering if there's any recourse on his end. Well, absolutely. And, and you're right. It, it sounds similar to what I was telling uh, Joe, our previous caller. Here's the thing. If, if your, your son can show, can prove what he was told to do or what he was told not to do, in other words, that he was uh, made or, or tried, of course, to do something that's illegal and improper, if he can prove that, then yeah, that's a constructive dismissal. He shouldn't have to continue working in that situation. No one should have to continue working. And, and he may be out severance. Now, how long has your, had your son worked there for? Uh, about three years. Okay, and and how old is your son? He's twenty-two. So yeah, probably you know it, it seems many of our yeah. colleagues have similar ranges. Probably around three months' pay, maybe even slightly more, is what he'd be owed here. Obviously, he's, he's a young guy, so uh, so he should give me a call as soon as possible to talk about that. But yeah, you, what you've described sounds to me like a classic constructive dismissal. The boss is telling you to do something that's pro improper, whether it's illegal or unethical. And you quit as a result, which, by the way, is the, is the right thing to do. The law doesn't consider that to be a resignation. The law considers that to be a termination. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate thank, that. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate that call. 1-855-821-5900. Again, help at employmenthour.com. you still got a few minutes here. If you want to call in, ask your questions, we'd love to, uh, love to talk to you. We've got uh, situations like that countless times in the show where there's a, a problem between an employee and the boss or the workplace, and the workplace says, well, I'll expect your resignation on, on my table tomorrow, not a resignation. No, no. And, I, and right. by the way, whenever someone tells you, you better resign or else, right. uh, no, that's not a resignation. No. At that point, your boss is telling you you have to resign. Resignation is something that's only done voluntarily and unilaterally. If you decide for your own reasons you don't want to work there, that's a resignation. If you resign because either someone told you or because you feel you have no choice or you've been put in this terrible situation, mm -hmm. that's not a resignation. Even if you're the one saying the words, I quit, the law doesn't consider that to be a resignation. The law considers that to be a termination and still full severance would be payable. And more points considering you an independent contractor. Another one on our list as we uh, bounce over back from the phone calls. Um, you don't work full time unless it's temporary. Yes, exactly. So a, a full time person, someone that works full time is an employee. Again, go back to my plumber example. If the plumber is in your house full time, that probably means you already have a big plumbing problem. And it's okay if the plumber does that for a limited time until he fixes the problem. Right. But if the plumber is working for you full time for uh, five days a week for uh, a year, yep. well, guess what? He's your employee. So the same thing applies to everyone that's supposedly an independent contractor, okay? If you're going somewhere to, to do your job, you're working full-time and you've been doing that for a while, you are an employee. You couldn't be more of an employee at that point. You, an independent contractor is someone that, that does has limited hours, that someone that doesn't work full-time unless it's for a specific and limited period of time. So generally, full-time hours equals employment, Johnny. 
Lots of good stuff in this show tonight. Appreciate all of your phone calls as they came through. We will uh, take a break. Be back in here Wednesday night, of course, and, of course, the weekend shows. And Employment Hour in 30 happens on Global TV. That uh, happens on Saturday mornings. We'll get to that as well. Looking forward to it. All kinds of opportunities for you moving forward. Uh, in the meantime, one 821 5900 Yor and the rest of his team and help at employmenthour.com. And always check Severance Pay Calculator first before making any move. Till next time, the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio.